The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. New Zealand's premier documentary film festival. Good evening, listeners. Good evening. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the podcast hour one of Sunday of the Weekend Variety Wireless. This evening, a new outsider tale between 11 o'clock and 12, a fresh one from Jared Hindmarsh. It's the story of Takorti, and it includes something pretty bloody grim. Uh, all you have to do is read a bit of history to find out all sorts of grim things, but this is something absolutely new from the... From the personal tales told to Jared Hindmarsh by his family at Derville Island, something which is utterly shocking. I'm not going to play it now because kids might be listening. It is that shocking. I might do it after 9 o'clock. Um, be listening out then. Keep your ears peeled to win double tickets to the Documentary Edge Festival. Speaking of which, oh, man. This week I ran into... Um, a, a documentary, I got the preview of a documentary and the person of for whom it's it's made about, the subject of the documentary. What a person. What an absolute stunner. Her name is Tuli Massandela. She is the public protector of South Africa. She got rid of Zuma. Boy, is she tough. Absolutely amazing. Here's a little segment that shows you uh, a, a bit about what she's like. Cool as a cucumber in the face of power. An old man must care about corruption anywhere in the country because it erodes democracy. It also takes away the resources that are available to advance development and derails efforts to improve the quality of life of everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much to the community for being with us this morning. We also would like to thank His Majesty Ndade Hoshi Mohale for his presence among us. You asked us to find out how much money was in the dear account for Babo. What had the money been spent on? And who were the individuals who were signing for the money to be spent? The amount that got into the account was 680 million. What is left in your bank account is 495,655 francs. The biggest amount of money went to the palace. We found that a lot of money was also paid to consultants. Basically, all of the money that you earned has been spent. And you see the sight of a leader with comeuppance, his head in his hands at her... Uh, exposition of what he'd done. It's a stunning thing. We speak with the director. Uh, that'll be between 10 o'clock and 11. It's 
Skeptical thoughts in the next hour, as well as John Dibbig's letter from America. Next up, though, Media Stick with Tamar Munk. Oh, it's going to be royal, royal, royal. Is it, Tamar? Give us an indication, a bit of a royal. We might have one. Hang on, bit of a royal. Give but, me a bit of a royal stuff up with my microphone. But yes, a bit of a royal. <laughs> yeah, and a bit more besides. I'm going to throw in some rugby league. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. Get a free program at dockedge.nz. I have a lot of fight left in me. I'm not breaking down. The New Zealand Herald published a smear by TV blogger Paul Cassidy. The blogger is obviously emotionally disturbed. We will never feel safe again. Well, what a week for things in the news. Um, what was it? Gaza? Gaza, uh, North Korea, pulling mm. out of all the things. Um, shooting another one. Yeah, a couple of shootings actually in America. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a big one in Santa Fe, and then a. I mean, isn't that terrible that they're now considered big and small? Ten people died, thirteen injured in a high school in Santa Fe, and then there was another one where I think perhaps one person. I might be wrong. I think it was somewhere in Georgia or one of the southern oh. states. There was another smaller incident on oh, a college okay. or high school campus. It doesn't really make the radar now unless it's more than five. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, what was uh, what struck me on that um, was there was an interview with one of the girls from the Santa Fe school, and she actually it's they, she was asked, you know, were you expecting this or were you surprised or something? And she said, no, I was, uh, you know, I was waiting for our school to be next. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising given the amount of coverage that the last one got and that there was some kind of uh, organic uprising from those kids themselves. Yeah, so that absolutely. everyone would have been in, in you know, knowledgeable of that yeah. and uh, thinking about it. Yeah, so, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so there was a whole lot of um, uh, legitimate news, shall we say. Mm -hmm. You know, actual disasters and terribleness and newsworthiness. And then there was uh, the important news of the week, which, well, I think let's go for in chronological order. Are you Yanny or Laurel? Oh, yeah. Are you Yanni or Laurel? What, what are you? I miss this happening. I'm definitely Yanni, but um, this is what happened. If you missed out on it as well, everyone was hearing one word or the other. Uh, this is how it um, kind of like panned out a little bit on, on the net. Everyone went mad on the net. Yeah, it's and like, it was like one of those 48-hour memes that just seemed yeah. to roll through the internet and social media, and then it went away because yeah. there was a royal wedding, which we'll come to later. But, but let's it's, go... It's, it's a good, good thing, though, because optical illusions, you can go, oh, yeah. But if you're either a Yanni or a Laurel hearer, I don't go, oh, yeah, at all. I don't even get it. No. Yeah, here Do we go. you hear Yanni? Laurel. Laurel. Or Laurel. 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 Well, that's four Yannies for me. Is it? You, you're not even human, are you? If you're hearing Laurel, it's not even... It's unbelievable. That was four Laurels for me. But I will say on day one... See, this is... The thing that made it world famous. This that is, the is thing. just confounding. Um, on day one, I, w I was a hundred percent Yanny in the morning, and then by the night, I was I was Laurel. Sarah, can you get me my pills and see if this changes anything? <laughs> well, I did wonder because when I listened to it at night, I'd had a couple of glasses of wine, and oh. I thought, oh well, maybe that's changed everything. But no. Sainsbury got some leftover from the do the other day. Let's try that. We'll scull half a bottle and see if it changes. Anyway. A recent Twitter poll found that 47% of people hear Yanny, while 53% hear Laurel. 
brilliant Twitter user at XXV posted audio of the pitch brought both down and up. When you listen to it brought down 30%, you will hear Yanny. Yanny. That's Yanny? Definitely. Yanny. But when you listen to it with the pitch brought up 30%, you will likely hear Laurel. Laurel. That's Laurel. Mm. Laurel. Right, so... People that aren't normal human beings like me hear something else. Is that right? Mm. It's just that's nutty. Yeah. Yeah. There's okay. some kind of frequency, pitchy thing mm. about how your ears detect things. And I thought it's got to be more than that, though. Well, I I thought actually the first time I listened to it was on my phone, and then later, and this is also so morning I was Yanny listening to it on the phone, yeah. playing it through my phone by night. So this was not a scientific test. Two wines deep, yeah. and then playing it through the laptop. A hundred percent Laurel. But now, I mean, I'm on a cup of tea, Graham. Yeah. Laurel. Okay, Laurel. That's nuts. Okay, um, if you've been through this already, folks, we'll be back to normal programming shortly. But it's a weird thing. It really captivated the world this this week. It's being described as an optical illusion for your ears, whether you hear Yanni or Laurel. Laurel. And everybody is arguing about it. Yanni. Laurel. I hear Beatrice. Is that an option? <laughs> what did you hear? Laurel. 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 Even Speaker of the House Paul Ryan weighed in. It is Laurel and not Yanni. What do you hear? Indisputably Yanni. Indisputably. Yes. No controversy. No controversy. Okay, what do you hear? She's crazy. It's Laurel. Yeah. Okay, you tracked down this Jay something or other Jones, who was the person that did the yeah. voice. So what the original recording was, uh, it was from a vocabulary.com um, uh, list of words that this voice artist, he's an actor or performer voice artist, and he'd done years ago, recorded a truckload of, of words for vocabulary.com where you can press the speaker next to the word on the screen and the screen will play the word for you. So, I, obviously, Laurel, yeah. um, it's hashtag spoiler alert, everybody, the actual original recording was Laurel. Right. But because of this frequency, pitchy, hertzy, whatever the thing is, speed thing... Is issue. that what they tell you? It's a conspiracy against me. It's a conspiracy against you, Graham. It's just... Now, given that this is such a profound illusion, let's mm. say it is, it is, it actually has consequences. What if there was a person who is accused of murder, but mm. there was another suspect, and they got the witness in the box and they said, Who did you see that evening? Yanny. Oh, yeah. And the other one was Laurel? Yeah. They go, oh, and yeah. arrest Laurel. And she said, no, I said, Yanny. Yeah. No, 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 it's real world consequences. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Here's the dude who... Yeah, so um, this is the dude who actually recorded it. it. And it struck him a bit like you. He sort of missed the original um, wave of it. Yeah. And so this was an interview actually that I caught on time.com, uh, Time Magazine's website. And it was, it was him sort of revealing his discovery of all of this going mm. off. Okay. How did you find out that your voice was, like, had the attention of the entire world? Well, <laughs> I found out yesterday, and I, I thought, well, it couldn't be that huge. And then I heard the uh, 
recording again online and I realized what a brouhaha this whole thing was and it just uh, amused me <laughs> no end it still does years ago and literally years ago uh, I had met uh, the folks at vocabulary.com I was working at I was camping at JP Morgan Chase with the partner of one of the people working on this project and mm -hmm. they both asked would I be interested in doing this and I thought sure why not it sounds very interesting and so I recorded a bunch of words or phrases or proper names for the project and uh, that's how this all happened and uh, I recorded my batch of words and I thought well that was that and uh, and then years later here we are with Laurel and Yanni and <laughs> <laughs> when you listen to it, what do you hear? I hear Laurel. Hear Laurel. You know, it's... Yes. I think what happens is when the... <laughs> I don't know all the scientific terms for all of this, but the, uh, if the, the recording is played at different frequencies or different speeds or with the treble taken out or with the bass taken out, it can sound like a different word. But more often than not, I hear Laurel. Why do you think people are finding um, this so interesting and so entrancing? I, I, you know, I really don't know. And that's what makes me laugh about this. I don't know. Of all the things I recorded for this project, I have no idea why... <laughs> the entry of Laurel has uh, captured people's imagination. I mean, I, I don't mean to sound immodest or anything, but it just uh, amuses me a lot. <laughs> and I'm, I'm intrigued and I wish I could yeah. sit people down and ask why. Because it's confounding. It's like if I say hippopotamus to you and you said, why did you say apple? Mm-hmm. That's why. Mm -hmm. He's got to get his head around it. What's that word in philosophy? Anyway, is it just his magic voice or something? No, I think it is about the machines that it gets played on and all, okay. and it will, and all of our machinery of hearing and things. There's a word in philosophy, and I can't think what it is, but it's like how you perceive colours and stuff. Mm. Do you know that? It'll come to me. I'll Google it in the Synesthesia. break. Synesthesia. No, no. No, it's a philosophical concept about the fact that when I say blue, what I perceive is my blue, but it may not be your blue. Yeah, um, and you hold up the same colour. Yeah, but you may see it as red. Yeah, but you call it blue, and I understand it as blue. You might see it as red, but you still call it blue, because that's your red. Mm, this is the inverse of that, though, oh. almost, don't you think? Well, this is seeing different colours. When you hold up blue, I'm seeing red. No, I think it's calling, it's just that... This, it's the same thing, we're calling it a different name. Oh. Anyway, are we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, shall we talk about the Royal Wedding? Okay, sure. Um, or do you want to go talk about League? Nah, no, nah, let's get on to the wedding now. Um, it was, I think a, a lot of it was to do with a bit of relief, a bit of light relief. It was a bright, sunny day, yeah. they're young, happy people. Yeah, pretty. Um, they're pretty. They're pretty. They're young. Yeah. The post tragedy. All princesses in his are really quite hot these days, aren't they? Yeah, they you, do. You, they scale up. Punching. I, they're all punching those boys. They above are. Their weight. Yep. And um, I, I actually thought Queen Elizabeth was pretty hot when she was crowned. You know. Oh yeah. 
she was. Anne was hot in her day, too. Yeah. She's all right. Um, Queen Mother, baked bean teeth, didn't help. <laughs> but that was what it was like in the day. Yeah. Anyway, that aside, um, I was surprised at exactly the consistent level of complete we are thoroughly immersed and excited mm. about this every man jack one of us yes yes with very very few exceptions yeah well i didn't i sort of went into it being a bit blasé to be perfectly honest i kind of i, I watched it because i went well i've got a i'm on the radio tomorrow mm. i better bloody watch it mm. it was a little bit like that to be perfectly honest i had to commentate it here with max cryer yeah and so it was, it was kind of fun. a bit of a have to and you know there's a bit of fear of missing out because everybody in the world's going to be talking about it so you kind of I sat down something could go bang well, I did think that as well. It's a little Twin Towers moment, isn't it? You sort of, you know, God forbid. Anyway, I thought I should watch it because it feels like it's an important thing to watch for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. I'm not, I wasn't, you know, dressed up in bunting or wearing a tiara or no. anything. I was just watching the telly and this came on. What am I supposed to do? Never have fun. Peter Pan can't stay never none forever. It was a promo for a movie about Meghan and Markle. Yes. Whatever their names are. <laughs> Megan. Harry, Harry. Didn't you look lovely. She's American, she's divorced. It's true about you and Prince Eric. She makes me happy, so to hell with tradition. And I thought, hell, that's a quick turnaround. I know. To make a whole movie and find a guy that looks like a ginger rat looking through a toilet brush. And <laughs> there you go, they found him and he was that talks the one that like had... Harry. And it was, oh, and that's on Vibe tonight. Shit, they've got a movie. Yeah, and I think there was a, um, the, the woman playing Princess Di. She's from Invercargill. Oh, good heavens, really? Yeah. That's the beginning of our... Our, where do we have New Zealanders connected to the royals? There was someone who was in the same room once that um, the cake maker was in once. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. Well, they were, and the cake maker was from Tamuka. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I had I've seen stories with his mum. Yeah. And with his nana. Yeah. Because of course he learnt to bake from nana or whatever. You know, he was baking from it was all of that stuff. Edmund's cookbook hanging on. You know, the you know. The bench but of there. course he wasn't allowed to do any interviews, so there wasn't actually anything with him. But it was, and even the family was. Other cake shy, people sworn to secrecy. Yeah, everybody sworn to secrecy. Mm. I thought a little bit too much was made, um, you know, with a serious face about how modern and breaking with tradition they were by having a freaking lavender and elderflower cake. Mm. It was a different cake, mm. and this was just a revolution yeah. in modern regal life. Yeah. Uh, it's a different cake, for God's sake. And a lot was being made of the 200, quote, Amalfi lemons, which made the lemons sound extremely posh, except it's just that they're lemons that have come over the border from Italy. Because that's where lemons are from. Like the, they love they, their lemons in Italy. They love their lemons and they're tasty ones. Yeah. They're those juicy ones that yeah. you get, not the poxy, thick-skinned ones. Uh, Melty lemons, please. Oh, sausage. It just made everything sound super la-la. Anyway. Emma Thompson copped it. This is good. Should yeah. we just play it? Yeah, play it. Yeah, this was good. Really, I have nothing to say about it. Really? Really. Do you wish them well? Uh, obviously, yes, but I don't know them. They're, they're, of course I do. I, 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 uh, stop it. Just stop it, okay? Stop doing the, ooh, let's talk about the royal wedding. 
<laughs> Love her hair, by the way. Hair's great. Great new hair. The attitude ain't. This little conversation from the Aussie commentators was great too. Yeah. Love yeah. the attitude. She's like, oh, come on. Oh, yeah. And stupid Chris is like, do you wish them well? I mean, you know. That's is not anyone... a stupid question. Of course a... it is. Is anyone going to say no? What? Is anyone going to say no, yes, I don't you wish could handle, them well? You could answer it with good grace as or well. Or you could not ask an actress who has nothing to do with these two people a stupid question. She's in the public high. She was at red carpet events. Oh, so that's, what? That's the drill. You, you take, oh, so you get, you get asked any stupid been, question. You've been on the red carpet, Virginia. You get all sorts of questions. That's just the No, I don't get drill. asked any questions on the, any red carpet I might walk. But anyway, and if I was asking the questions, I wouldn't ask something as dumb as that. Okay, we beg to differ. And there was a nice little... At the I end know. from her. Good one. <laughs> oh. Poor Emma Thompson. It is like that, though, isn't it? You know, when everybody, including the sort of third postie that works in somebody's, you know, the, the postie of the cake baker gets asked, do you wish them well? It, do, it does get a little bit much. Do you wish them It's the dumbest. It is really the dumbest. We're just doubling up on what they, they said, yeah. basically, aren't we? Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Um, you don't want to be a death at a birthday party, do you? I, I kind of joined in and thought, oh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, no, I was into it. But so by the time I actually got there, I was I was happy to be watching. I was happy to be part of it, and I was swept up in the occasion of it all. Of it all. I really was. Good. Simon McCoy has had a reputation of being um, curmudgeonly in yes. these regards, or translated to somebody else's or like Yanni and Laurel curmudgeonly can sound like eminently sensible. He called these royal people wearing funny crowns. He went to interview them for the BBC and he doesn't hold back Simon. He actually has an opinion of his own which yeah. is quite good. It, it, he, they do get off the leash occasionally um, and he called them fruitcakes. Here he is. And I didn't think I'd be talking to you. I described you all as fruitcakes. I apologise now, but I, I do sort of wonder, Jean, why? What have you all done? <laughs> we had a wonderful day. We're enjoying the crowds. We're out here enjoying the atmosphere, as you say. And it's just brilliant. What fun to be here in Windsor for a royal wedding. Having fun is one thing, but then designing, making crowns, quite another. What, what, just describe what, what you've all done here. Well, they're actually my crown, so I'm probably the nutter. I've persuaded my two friends to come with me. We've barely walked 100 yards down the long walk. But these are, this is actually a replica of the Imperial State Crown. And you made this? I made them out of cardboard and foil and stuff that you can buy in a craft shop. And this is the St. Edward's Crown that the Queen was actually cor coronated in. No, crown, crowned crown, in, yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah. Bliss. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of fancy dress along the, the long walk of people, the crowds that had gathered and all the rest of it. I mean, I suppose if you're going to camp out from four in the morning or the night before or whatever, you may as well dress up and be it's, silly with it. I just realised what it is. It fills the Diana gap. Oh, yeah. There's a Diana gap. There's it, a Diana it is, gap. It essentially yeah. lost it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's also why there's an additional bit of happy attached to this because there was the Diana phenomenon and then she died yeah. and there was the tragedy of the two boys and now both the boys right. are hooked up and it's all and they've both got gone with these lovely women and they're good looking and oh, they're nice yeah, people yeah, and all yeah, of that yeah. care so there's a satis there's a fairy tale satisfaction to it all I mean, you think about it, it's a lot to blame Diana for, really, haven't we? <laughs> all in all I did see a really great meme because there was one shot in the church of the Queen just giving us sort of side-eye look to Megan and Megan's in the shot 
and the Queen's sitting in the pew and she's looking over the over her shoulder towards Megan and the, the caption on it says something like, um, when you're when you've already exhausted the car, one car crash option. It was oh. terribly naughty. Terribly, terribly naughty, but they're already gone there. The internet, it's already gone there. Of course they have. That's where people go. Yes. Okay, uh, now, Simon McCoy, whom we heard f- from previously, being sceptical about, sceptical about people's sanity and then apologising for being sceptical about people's sanity for getting dressed up on such an occasion, just hanging around. What, have, what did you do? That's a good question, actually. Um, from a while ago, there was the announcement that... One of the others was pregnant, Kate. Yes. Kate Middleton, she's... She's just had the third one. She's just... Three? Yeah, she's had three. Anyway. She's had the ear and two spares. Okay. <clears throat> I didn't realise there were that many. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm with... I'm like the royal expert you over are. here. For somebody <laughs> I'm only good at the dead ones. Zero stuffs, yeah, that's true. Only good at the dead ones. There um, was commentary about the fact that Megan had to step over Henry VIII's tomb to walk up the aisle. Archbishop of Canterbury has to every time he walks up just to change the candles. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, here's Simon McCall, the same reporter, on the announcement that Kate Middleton was pregnant at some stage. (laughs) The Royal Highnesses, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, are delighted to confirm they are expecting a baby uh, in April. I'm not sure how much news this really is. But anyway, it's April, so clear your diaries, get the time booked off, because that's what I'm doing. And one other, when Simon led his attitude off the leash, when forced, one thinks, to present a story about surfing dogs. Now, you're watching BBC News. Just bear in mind, it is August. Uh, This does not look like a walk in the park. Dog owners and their pets in California have hit the waves in the second annual World Dog Surfing Championships. Here are the pictures. There's also style, there's confidence, there's the size of the wave. Some events have really big waves, some have very small waves. There's a lot of style and techniques. It's really interesting. The competitor's main challenge is to stay afloat on the board. This is in Pacifica near San Francisco. But there are also prizes for the best dressed and tandem surfing dogs. The winner, of course, being crowned top dog. That's a shame. We've run out of pictures. Weather. Let's get the latest. On the other side of the newsroom, Ben Rich can get us out of that one. Ben. (laughs) That's the best thing I've ever seen, Simon. They give you all the biggest stories, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he loves it. It's quite nice to have somebody with that attitude actually being the front person for those interviews with the crowd and stuff, though, rather than a a soppy, sycophantic kind of... And he has a far better countenance than I. I get worked up. He doesn't. Yeah. He's just... Yeah, kind of unfazed by the nonsense of it all, which I quite like. (laughs) Complete fruitcakes. The only fruitcakes at that wedding because of the controversial lemon and elderflower kick. That's it. Okay, um, this week also, just by happenstance, I was watching an episode of QI. One of the most remarkable royal stories coming from, unsurprisingly, Stephen Fry and an encounter he had with Queen Elizabeth II. What a story. Have you not met the Queen Uh, yet? Yes. Um, she nudged me once, quite, quite hard in the ribs. It was quite, quite, quite funny. <laughs> she was at her son's wedding to Camilla yeah. at Windsor Castle, and 
she'd made this very funny speech. She got on the table. She stood on the table. She got on a table. Yeah, she stood on the table. <laughs> sort of she stood on the chair and got on the table. And then she made a very funny speech. Then she got down and she just mingled the bung everywhere. And I was ch chatting to someone. I got this rib. Is anybody going to give me cake? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, of course, ma'am, I'll give you some cake. It must be a dream. A dream all over. I know it sounds mad. It's absolutely... I'll get a type of fag. In the days I smoked, and I'm afraid I was caught by a photographer in the buttresses of the chapel in Windsor. Uh, in the buttresses? <laughs> <laughs> my big top hat and everything. Smoking a there we go. He got nabbed for smoking a cigarette in the buttresses. Great. Good story. That Queen a, on the table. That is a great story. Oops. I reckon I like... I. Do you know the best thing about the, the wedding, the best photo? Was the Queen driving from Buckingham Palace into Windsor. This was It was the day before the wedding, I think. And Meghan Markle has an adopted beagle that she's flown over from Canada, where she adopted it. That's where she filmed her, filmed her TV show previously. And she, she brought the, the dog over, obviously, to London. Mm. And there's this terrific photo of the Queen in the backseat of a Range Rover and then the little head of Meghan Markle's beagle popping up. Oh. And the Queen drove with the her beagle. beagle. Yeah. The, ne the granddaughter-in-law to be whatever that's whatever she is. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That was the best thing. I wanted the beagle to be at the church. I loved the completely z the zero outrage at when uh, the royals were driving off. Harry and Markle, Mark, Megan and Markle were <laughs> going off in their electrical car. Oh yeah, no seatbelts. Yeah, no seatbelts. No, that was a very James Bond moment, and James Bond wouldn't buckle up. Private road. Oh. Or I suppose technically public because it's owned by the crown. But they're the crown. They are the crown, and in that moment it would be private. Yeah, it would be. Oh, just one well, other. Probably all closed off and everything as well. I mean, it's not like there'd be other traffic on there. They could. Well, imagine the, they be could the beagle might veer off and hit free. a swan, yeah. couldn't they? That would, who knows what would happen? That's true. To the royal couple in, yeah. that, in that state. Apparently, controversially, it also had EU plates. Ah. Oh, problematic. Oh, no. Yeah. No Brexit. Yeah. Um, one other comment about the coverage. All around the castle, all around Windsor, every single shot you could see in the lead-up, the operation of the wedding, Operation Wedding, not one orange cone. Hey, you are not so right. One. They don't want those bastards besmirching the grandeur of a perfectly normal city. If you, can, if you can do that yeah. with no orange cones, yeah. I think I think we can fix the footpath up there yes. without two kilometres of orange cones. <laughs> yes. See, I'm getting worked up again. I'm not like Simon, am I? No, I think you're right. And what we need is their project manager, mm. their traffic control manager, needs to come over to Auckland... And and potentially the rest of New Zealand, but Auckland has the most serious problems. Yeah, oh, and, and Christchurch. Yeah, Christchurch actually, that fair call. And also hurricane fencing in Christchurch, which is also not that pleasant. There was no hurricane fencing no, either. No, Actually. It was very seemly. It was very seemly. Yeah. Okay, and the modern linguistic equivalent of the orange cone is the word conversation. We're collecting clusters of conversations where it's used because words like debate, discussion, bloody argument, rati, powwow, 
are just too problematic and triggering for people. Everything's just a conversation. Here's a cluster I found from a podcast this week. And uh, it may not be your job, right? Oh, it includes rights as well. I'm going to count rights and conversations. All right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, it may not be your job, right? One. To, to change somebody else, right? Right. I mean, and, yeah, and, and, and harm, like we were telling, the the cult, it's like the cult person that we talked to, that we were talking about earlier, you know, the idea that it may be that while they're struggling with something, if this makes them feel better, now might not be the time to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Maybe One. have the conversation another day. Two, or maybe ask right. them if they're open to right. having the conversation. Four. You might just be annoying them, right? So okay. it's almost like your religious friend who thinks he's trying to save your soul. At a certain point, you're just like, hey, ask me if I want to have this conversation. <laughs> I will tell you no, and then we can go back to being Move friends on, right. and not talk about this religious crap anymore. Somebody says, how to de-escalate hostility in conversations. Ah. Five conversations and three rights within 20 seconds. Wow. I, I think there might have been six conversations even. Might be. I forgot to bring my ding counter bell. Yeah, no, that's that would right, have that's right. Made that but that was, a, that was definitely a cluster. It was a cluster, thank you. We'll take a break. We'll be back very shortly with some of the greatest league commentary you'd imagine. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. For details, visit dockedge.nz. Uh, somebody pointed me at this piece of audio from a rugby league commentary on Friday night. Um, and it was between the, the Broncos and somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's one of these moments I think are rare and beautiful when the commentators just completely lose any consciousness that they're broadcasting. Mm. It just becomes what they do. Mm. They would have been surprised, I think, if somebody walked up to them and said, by the way, do you know you're on air? Mm. They would have gone, oh, oh, I've forgotten all about that. Well, that's good. That's like, that's what actors try to try to do. Yeah. You know? I would rather the they scene. don't act. I'd rather they don't act. I don't think these, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. But it's just lovely when people lose themselves. When they lose themselves and they, yeah, 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 they're just going with the, that's yeah. like that flow moment. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. After a head clash, which happens about, now. Oh, and Sims has looked over in a, a, a jolting tackle by Narka. Was it legal or was it not? No, it's not legal. It's a shoulder charge for your life. I reckon he's hit him in the head. If he's hit him in the head, he'll be sent off. He's come in. Oh, it's a head. It's a head clash. It's a head clash. I don't think there's anything wrong with the tackle, is there? No, nah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a head clash. Well, I, I think it's got to be a penalty. You can't hit him in the head whether you hit him with your head. Well, it's, your an, ac it's an accidental head clash. I don't care. I don't think if you're coming in to tackle someone... So you if you run in to tackle someone and you hit your head, hits their head, it's a penalty? Yes. How? Because you can't hit him in the head. But he, it's a head clash. It's an accidental head clash. Of course it's a head clash. And you know what the, what the result of a head clash is? You've hit him in the head. Yeah, but you, it's a head clash. It's an accidental okay. head so he, clash. Yep. All right, so he's going in to make a tackle and they clash heads. Yep. Oh, he's sick, Sims. How, how can he get penalised for it? I bet he penalises Well, it's not illegal. Okay. It's a penalty. Why? Because he hit him in the head. Did he hit him with his head? What does it matter if he, he hit him with his head? Hit his me, he That's wrong. That's wrong. Boy. There's nothing illegal. Let's, go there. just, let's, let's just listen to what this bloke's got to say. He's led with the head in a dangerous fashion. He's, 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 putting, a shot. he's putting a tackle on. That's yeah. a ridiculous it's on the board call. And he's in the bin. 
So oh he's in the bin for 10. Jared Sutton, will you retire, please? Let's give me a break. He's moved in with his head pigging. Oh, my I God. I with the referee. Please, give me a break. Well, I've given you a break, and I'm giving David a break. He led with his head, and he's lucky he's only got 10 in the That's bin. That's how you put your head to go and make a tackle. Oh, it is not. <laughs> oh, it got personal. It is not. That was quite spectacular. Yeah, they forgot they were broadcasting. They were, they they were, were having a... Just a gr- conversation. Uh, no, that was a Barney. That was, was a proper wasn't it? Barney, like down at the pub, yelling over a table. Yeah. It was, yeah, perfect. Not a head to go. Yes, it was. He hit it with his head. With his head. It's like a you're a bloody moron kind yeah. of conversation. Great. Yeah. yeah. Ray Hadley, I think, and Piggy. Oh, I said to conversation. There you go. It's okay. Uh, Piggy, who of course is Mark Riddell, formerly of the Dragons. Okay. Uh, that was the Rugby League head clash. Gloria Vale, a little... I mean, three's been all over... Sorry, News Hub's been over Gloria Vale mm. for quite a bit. And now there's this thing on one. Yeah, well, um, TVNZ has had a few documentaries uh, or sort of documentary programmes about the show with a crew that had been given permission to be down there. And they were quite... The first couple were relatively enlightening. Um the same crew have gone back and they've done these little short interstitial pieces. Uh, they must be five or six minutes each on TVNZ On Demand. Now, and, of course, leader of said uh, group, leader of Glory of Our Hopeful Christian, died earlier this week. So this Sounds was like a Nigerian Minister of Finance, isn't it? Yeah. Neville Cooper is his name. Um Convicted sex offender, which was what every news report said about him as well. There we go. I can be like all the news reporters. Uh, anyway, he died, and that coincidentally, I think. I mean, hope one would hope it was a coincidence. TVNZ also had put these these programs on on demand. This was one, and I just made me. It made me feel uncomfortable. I felt like I was getting a sales pitch for the for the cult. Okay, here's the audio from said event. A whole lot of Kiwis are obsessed with fashion, constantly on the hunt for that must-have outfit or chasing down that red dot bargain. But before long, your hangers are starting to groan and there's a ton of stuff you can't remember buying. If you drive down to the charity bins and biff some of it, the problem hasn't really gone away. Some clothing is recycled or reused, but a million kilos of textile waste still ends up in Kiwi landfills every year. That's 4% of what gets dumped, equal to half the plastic or more than half the paper. One solution to our fashion obsession could be the Gloria Vale wardrobe plan. Here's Angel. I've got a range of dresses. So they're all the same. So I've got a good dress, which was good because it was made. It's newer. Yeah, it was just made later. But also it's really practical because I can breastfeed out of it. And it's versatile for when I'm pregnant. So it really caters for all my needs and lots of thought has gone into it. Yeah, so they're all the same. So that's a good one, is it? Yep, that's my good one. Mm -hmm. And when they're new, there are good dresses and we use them for good. And then as they get older, we pass them down and they then become our work dresses. The Gloria Vale dress has proved its worth in performance trials over many years. You can work in it, perform in it, 
Get married in it in pink or pale blue. Swim and even water slide in it. Jemima's run marathons in hers. Pearl has launched a pirate attack. And Dove has found biking a breeze. However, getting one is the real challenge. Oh, for goodness sake, that sounded like an advertisement for it's car insurance where happy people are at the beach. It sounds like an infomercial for the Gloria Vale dress. It does, doesn't it? I felt like I was being sold the Gloria Vale dress. It was just yeah. bizarre. Too subtle for their own good? Maybe that's the, what they were trying to do? Maybe. Well, I don't think. I mean, trying to be ironic, but no. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. They failed. They failed. Yeah, because I, I didn't see much irony. No. No, I sort of actually thought that perhaps that the documentary makers had been sort of um, uh, sold on the idea of joining Glory Vale. Actually, that's Mm. what it felt like to me. Yeah, me too. Okay, Um, pizza, the pizza bomber. Now Mm. this is. Uh, something on Netflix you wanted to point people to that you think's good? Yeah, this is just a four-part documentary, a true, cli- true crime documentary series, which, you know, everybody seems to love if you're into that kind of thing. Um, and it, was a, it, it tells the story of this weird case in America where a guy went to deliver a pizza, got a bomb s- supposedly strapped to his neck, and uh, th- the police didn't do anything about disarming it because they weren't sure about the situation at the time he the, the bomb detonated and the guy died this documentary oh, spoiler yeah spoiler sorry <laughs> that's that was a relatively well publicized crime in the last 10 years okay anyway the documentary goes into the key players who were involved with him around him etc at the time quite a complex story quite a Mm-hmm. Bit of a weavy, weavy story, um, and just yeah, just an easy watch. I watched four episodes in a row. Oh, really? Mm. That sort of thing. Yeah, one of those. A potential hostage sent into the bank with an explosive around their neck. Something like this had never happened before in the history of the FBI. For being a small town, Erie has its share of bizarre events, but there is nothing that raised so many questions as this case. Call was made to the pizza shop at 1.30. Brian Trouble is they have the rhythm section on these promos from uh, Riverdance, don't they? Everything's boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom. yeah, 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 yeah. They've got to Lots stop that. Lots of percussion, yeah. Uh, one day they will stop it. Thank you very much. Um, anything else you wanted to say about the royal wedding? Um, no, but Once I... Once and for all, you know? I, I do look forward now to uh, all of the fallout from, of course, the, her wayward family who weren't there on the day and all of that tabloid fun will be... I'm sure that will continue on for the next I think little while. Marvellous to watch uh, any situation. This is a typical one where it's a journalistic five-hour challenge to find something new to say mm. when you haven't got any new material. And they're crossing to you, Joy. Well, they're oh. crossing to you, Lloyd, and there's that just moment of I'm bloody petrified because there's nothing, the, the grass is still the same green colour. Yeah, and Nothing's nobody knew again. has turned up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that you, and this is just half an hour in, and they realise they've got another there's five a, hours to go. There is a great Simon McCoy moment f- like that outside the hospital waiting for the birth of Prince George, Kate's first baby, where he says... Um, 
and I and I'll be standing here for a little bit longer, speculating about nothing at all because there's nothing that's happened yep, or something exactly. to that effect. Yep. Quite brilliant. Oh, one thing that makes me go ick, and that's people bringing up because they think it's a really important thing that Meghan Markle is mixed race. Uh, yeah. Anyone that says mixed race, in order to say mixed race, don't you have to have somewhere in your head an idea of racial purity? Yes. Stop it. Yes. Thank you. Good. All right, we've got a New Zealand accent of the week. We'll go out with that. Uh, and she is from the band of royal fans, a New Zealander there at Windsor. Very, very happy to be so. Uh, thank you so much, Tamamunk. Quite all right. Edwina Wilkie. Um, a royal geek or royal enthusiast, I suppose. I had to, I had to come to, uh, and be here and have a front row seat. I slept on cardboard last night <laughs> and a sleeping bag and I bought my chair this morning. And I'll be able to blow them kisses and I'm right here. The Weekend Variety Wireless with Dock Edge Festival. New Zealand's premier documentary film festival. It's nine o'clock. In the next hour, we'll be having uh, Skeptical Thoughts with Susie Wilds and, of course, John Dipvig. And a fresh outside at the story of Takuti this week between 11 o'clock and 12. Documentary Edge Festival tickets to be given away as well. And a special hello if you're listening on the podcast. 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 Oh, yesterday at Windsor, you end up t sounding like that. <laughs>